Hi, everyone. You're very welcome to the Plainly Queer podcast. This week, we are in Pride Week. So happy Pride, first of all. And, happy uh, Pride, everyone. So yeah, we're doing our two episodes this week. This is the first episode. Yes. This is Queer Joy slash Queer Funk. Yeah. This was one of the first episodes that we recorded face to face together in true. the same room. Uh, that brought with it a few challenges because, you know, <laughs> there's fire alarms going off. There was mobile right. phones going off. There was everything distracting us. Uh, we had to we, pause quite a few times. We did. Yeah, but I it, tried I to think, remember what we said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we got there in the end. And yeah, so this episode is Queer Joy slash Queer Funk. And yeah, I think I'm going to start again. Can we start again? Yes, go for it. What did you not like about that? No, I felt I was rambling. I always feel I'm rambling, though. Kind of way, we don't have to start again. I can just use what's there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was literally at the end of that going, we could wrap this up. That was a perfect introduction. Two and a half minutes of fucking something there. So we'll put something together. That'll Remember, be an kids listen to this. We found out kids listen to this. We're not going to curse anymore. No, that's true. We can't. No, I mean, I think the children will understand. I, I think uh, the children think? will be accepting. And plus, they sound like very, like, mature children, like mature yeah. of mind. So thanks very much again for joining us, everyone, and for listening. We really appreciate your support. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Plainly Queer podcast. I love the way, like, we. this is the third time to do this. Yes. The first two times you started off really like high-pitched and joyous yes the second time you were kind of like a bit middle ground and now you're tentatively saying i'm not giving my energy to this <laughs> until i know, we know ha- every time we start either the church bells go or the alarm goes off in the outhouse next door so i'm like you can have my vibe later by the way the outhouse is not a place where you go to use the toilet outside of a farmhouse <laughs> Context, context. Yes, we are on Cable Street and Inside Matters recording in person and next door just happens to be the LGBTQIA plus resource centre that is the outhouse, not the the actual outhouse. And here's another distraction. Oh my God, we're not supposed to record today. We're well, not. Keep it going. Actually, with the fire alarms, maybe we're meant to leave. <laughs> maybe that's what they're ringing to tell us, going, what are you doing? <laughs> Get out of the building. Yeah, well... Folks, if you get this recording and we're still alive, it's great. Okay, so today, actually, so yes. talking about joy, talking about the energy, I am going to bring it now because I don't care we're recording. So we're talking about queer joy today. Queer joy. Yes. Fabulous, wonderful, be yourself. What is queer joy to you? Queer joy. Well, I had to Google it. Well, not really had to Google it. I had a sense of what it was, mm. but I wanted to kind of do my research and know So I came up with a a little kind of definition of what queer joy is. So queer joy is blossoming outside of rigid gender roles and norms, seeing LGBTQIA plus people in leadership roles, Mm -hmm. knowing I can be myself without fear of violence, expressing myself freely through clothes, being surrounded by a diverse and powerful community. Breaking it down, queer joy is... That feeling when you see two people of the same sex holding hands or... Uh, a recognition. Yeah, you know, recognition. You, the, you, you see it. Yeah, the you're validation. Like, you're you, or I'm, not, I'm one you of You are you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm me. Here we are. But no, it's that... I think it's authentic validation. When you're getting that authentic validation that this is okay, who I am is okay, 
But you're just living your life, aren't you? Yeah, like, you're living your life. holding your hands or having the, having the shift on outside panty bar or anything like You've that. You've got to work on your it's context. Great. It's great. Shift is not a word that's going to be universally understood. Well, <laughs> anybody who's looking to get the shift, you're looking to get the kiss. That's all it is. The kiss. shift in Ireland is to get a kiss. Yeah. But it's really that like queer joy is being able to do the basics without being hounded, without being, I can't speak. What am I trying to say? Uh, without being punished for it, without being put down for it. It's just the most simple thing. Like I would say, this gives me queer joy. The fact that we have a podcast, that we can have these conversations, it's like, yeah, I love it. And there's there's nothing magic about it. Mm. It's just two people talking. It's a basic thing, yeah. Yeah. Although free speech is not a basic thing in a lot of places in the world. Yeah. But no, yeah, I, I can totally understand it and feel it. I know what it is now. And it's different from like just being happy in yourself. It's 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 kind of more so there's a little bit of activism in it. Yeah. Kind of a little bit of defiance, a little bit of like going against the norm, which is nice. So I think that's why it's, I suppose it's not just joy. And people would probably say, why are you putting queer in front of it? Why can't mm. you not just feel joy? And not have it be queer joy. But exactly, like even what you're saying there, people want it to go away. People want queerness. I, you can do what you like, but just do it behind closed doors. Mm. Again, living your life just as you are without having it be this radical act would be amazing. But the fact that it exists now, and when you can see it, you do get that. As you say, when people are holding hands and they're like, yes, go for it. Brilliant. You're legends. No, I'm like, you fuckers, I'm single. <laughs> Well, jealous. I'm like, if anyone tried to hold my hand, I'd be like, publicly, privately, get away from me. Yeah, you see, it all depends what you're into as well. Mm. I must say now, I've, in relationships I've been in, I'm very kind of PDA orientated. Yeah. I think I'm just, I, I don't mind it. Like, can I, I actually enjoy it. Not enjoy it. I'm not conscious of it. Are you it. voyeuristic? Do you want to pe- people to see you shifting outside panty bar? That's not voyeuristic. <laughs> That's just like kissing someone. <laughs> I joke. Oh my god, I actually, um, sorry, it just brings me back to a memory that I won't share. Okay, the, I have to ask you now. I, I was drinking a couple of months ago, having a couple of drinks with a friend, and we got talking to these two people, and we were out, I just remember being outside Panty Bar and kissing the two people at the same time. So it was like this, like, <laughs> three people just, I, I, I don't know, but have you done it before, kiss two people at the same time? No. So, so How does that It's happen? three people kissing. It's like you just triangle your face. Yeah, it's tri- It's very kind of like, I don't know, Trinity kind of. I, but anyway, that happened. I don't know why that came into the conversation. My Do you feel was... queer joy at that? <laughs> That's a real <laughs> radical act. Cable Street. It was a bit of queer joy outside Patty Mark kissing two people seen, at the same yeah, time. more than that anyway. So like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's actually a really interesting thing sensation wise. Because you're so used ah, to just okay. kissing one person. But then, like, two is, it's it's nice. Okay. You probably would struggle with any more than two. I have a feeling you would. You'd have to start kissing in different places. I think that the three <laughs> is the perfect kind of, it's a triangle, so. I'd never, that would never have even come into my mind to even do. Yeah. But obviously it came into my mind. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, that I just didn't want to leave joy. anyone the out. The fact that you can do that standing outside a pub in Ireland is fantastic. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah, that is amazing. And I think it goes to, in Ireland, there's a lot of, there's a lot to be joyful of in terms of Irish queer joy, if you want to say. So what I mean by that is the, the Marriage Equality Act in 2015, the first country in the world to bring it in by the majority vote. 
Like, is that not amazing? Is no, that not is. like Irish pride? Irish pride. Yeah. Queer pride. Queer pride. No, it was a very big moment for the country. I agree. And for progression. I I don't know, though. Like, should... There is the argument, why should we get married? Why should people get married? Like, why should queer people want to buy into that? Is that validation authentic? Like... Well, the, the, for me, it just goes to the choices we have as queer people just should be the same as anybody else so whether we want to or not or like disregard but is it right for us just because other people do it is it what we but that's an individual choice no of course it is well i suppose what i'm coming at is dismantle the whole concept of what oh i'm right there is. with you what is the point yeah a lot of Don't like see it. it's le- there's a lot of legal stuff tied into it it's very marriage is so utilitarian mm. like coming from someone that's experienced marriage yeah. and experienced a divorce afterwards. <laughs> I bought into the heteronormative, I can get validation from this. And I didn't. That kind of way. Nice to... Did you have that growing up? Did you have the, I want the the house, the kids, the family, the, the 2.0 heteronormative? No, I didn't want the family. I didn't want the kids. I kind of knew myself. I couldn't really... I didn't want to have that kind of responsibility of kids. I'm too flighty. I like <laughs> adventure too much. Yeah. That kind of way. I couldn't settle down. So, yeah, I, but I wanted the other thing. I, I, I don't know what that what was, but there was a sense afterwards of like this inauthentic validation. It's like, oh, I've done this because I can do it and everyone else does it and now everything will feel right. But it didn't. I still felt really different. Right. And I don't know. I, I, get, I understand it gives people protections. It binds people. It's it, like it does have purpose and meaning. But I think like... The radical in me now is just like dismantle the whole thing. Like mm. not even not just for queer people, yeah. but for heterosexual people as well. I think for me, I've never wanted it. It's never been something. No, mm. the kids or the marriage or anything like that. For me, it's like a partner for sure, but never that institution. If you want to say to go mm. into it, and like if a person is with you, as you say, they're kind of more tied to you because it's legal and whatever. I'm like, that for me is the worst thing ever. If the only reason you're trying to stay in the relationship is because it's harder to get out of it. I want somebody who wants to be in it, who wants to work in it, who wants to, who gets into it knowing that this is going to be hard, bloody work. And am I in it? Absolutely. And also for me is like for that partner to go, if you're not happy, if this isn't it, go like mm. do you please do you that's like something i think as a as a love if you've loved that person you want them happy so not being with me or not being in a relationship or whatever the dynamic is go do it please i want you to be you yeah like where it's did marriage even problem. come from like this Religion. This, this totally random black hole of a conversation. Yes. Let's go down and see where it takes <laughs> Yeah, it's it led now to my question of where did marriage even come from? But it was. It was out of religion, right? Yeah. It came from the church. And yeah, so you have to think, is that a really reputable well, source for something we should want to follow? Like a social Roman narrative? Roman times, what is this? The Rome the first Roman emperor, so there was Caesar and then right after him he he adopted Augustus, right? Augustus wanted to make uh, marriage principle of the the Roman Empire. So he put like punishments to anybody who stayed single. So like higher tax rates, they they just weren't as valued in society. 
So he made it like harder to be single. And that's why marriage became more important. Now, religion obviously had those bindings and even like a non-secular. And what's that? Tying your rope around your hand and symbolizing your, your Unity. binding. Yeah, mm. all of that sort of stuff. So it's been around. Or your restraints. What are the other? Yeah. But that's how it really took hold is, is in the Roman Empire. He started that and was like, lads, the crack is. Never mind that he was writing about himself. Yeah. He made it like you could be punished by death if you were committing adultery or anything like that. He was committing adultery left, right, center. So even that, it, it came about out of wanting power. It came about of wanting families to have kids so he'd have people to go into his armies. Like, it's so cynical, like, it's so, like, there's nothing in it in the foundation of what you think marriage is, love, commitment, all of that. It's like, actually, how it exists today mm. is because some fellow was like, okay, the empire is going to fall apart unless we do something. So, right, let's bind people together and make it really shitty for them if they are not married and not having kids because we need soldiers. Wow, that's great. I've learned a lot today. <laughs> <laughs> I only read that the other day, so it was like actually really apt. I was meant to be. Yeah. No, I, I, I do agree. Let's let's go back to queer joy. <laughs> can I can I bring pretty... something in here? Actually, totally. queer joy in terms of the church, right? So anybody that knows me, I don't have a lot of time for it. Uh, the church. Yeah. Now okay. your your beliefs or anything like that, I will champion you to the last. Absolutely. And I think if you have that faith, it is such a gift. However, the organized religion, no. But I came up, so doing a little research today for this. Are you going to talk about your article? Yeah. We have to do a segment. No, we won't. I think this is a good segue into it because we're on that. it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm really interested to hear this. And now if I can find it. So, oh yeah. So the article is about, and I love this name, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. How good is that name? I think it's like when you put the contact, because I know a little bit about yeah. it already, you were very excited about it. <laughs> I think it sounds a bit kind of, a little bit naughty. Yes. Yeah. Is it not amazing? So, okay, what I'm talking about is they wrote an article in the, it's in the Independent, but it's obviously behind a paywall. You can find it in other places. I'll, I'll find a link and link it to it. But it, there's an international network of 3,000 secular LGBT plus nuns dedicated to promoting joy and liberation. Like, that's my kind of church. How do they promote the joy and liberation? So they attend protests, they distribute free condoms, sexual health leaflets, fostering a sense of pride, acceptance within the community, the queer nuns, like trans, nothing is like, everybody is welcome. They are from, they can be found in Sydney, Los Angeles, Huddersfield, and I think their main office is in Manchester. In the UK? Yeah, not oh. office, but one of their, what do you call it, where nuns live? A nunnery? A nunnery, yeah, let's call it that. I'm, I'm sure it's not, but people will, yeah. So their nunnery, the closest to us. <laughs> Siri, where does, uh, where do nuns live? <laughs> their homes, anyway. Uh, but it was because of the Catholic Church, and it was drawn out of that. So it was the same principles of nuns training in the Catholic Church and going through all the stages and... They created that, but for the queer community. Anybody who had faith and wanted to continue it and promote the joy in the queer community. Are they called a cloister of nuns? Yeah, they're cloister. That, the cloister that's closest it, to it us is Manchester. It. Yeah, cloister. Yeah. And began in the 1970s in San Francisco. And yeah, it's. I just think 
the sisters of perpetual indulgence. I'm like, I want to sign up to you now just for the name. You go for it. Yeah. Do they wear the, the kind of the black, the, the actual habits? Yeah, yeah. 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 And they grant sainthoods to the unsung heroes of the LGBT community. Yeah, honouring the work and contributions. Yeah. Is there any examples of who they've sainted? I don't think I have any. Putting you under pressure now. I know. Give me two seconds. It's coming up now. Angels of Hot Springs. Oh my God. Amazing. Is that their, like, what's the Angels of Hot Springs? The saints. There's all the, these names, right? Okay. So uh, this is under the Boston Sisters org, right? The Boston Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and under the Saints, they have Ali, Eliza the Holy, uh, spelt W-H-O-L-E-Y, another saint called All the Rage, another saint called Angel of Hot Springs. Do they have RuPaul the Righteous? Probably, like, I mean, like if they don't. One of them is called Best Buy. <laughs> uh, fast Fingers, oh my God. I love it. Do you not just enjoy that? Yeah, aren't they just great names? Best Buy is actually an electronics store in the United States. Yeah, I know. And it's well, obviously not B-U-I, it's B-I. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there's one called the Irish Eyes. I have to click into this person. Neve Foley has been an instrumental part in the relationship between the Boston Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and Fenway Community Health. In addition to being an amazing human and a friend to the sisters, she was mm. much needed presence in the community, to her leadership. Ah, oh, I thought you were talking about an Irish person. That's a very Irish name, isn't it? Cut that out. Wait, are you recording now? Yes. Oh, I'm just sitting here going like da 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 da. Like fucking. We had to pause again because next door started the fucking alarm going. So. Okay, so we're back in. We're back. Was, we're recording. You're very chilled here, and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Okay, <laughs> we're recording again. Yeah. Yes. So, what did you think of the sisters? The sisters of perpetual indulgence. I like the name. I think their work is good. It brings me queer joy. I think we should discuss the barriers to queer joy because that's even coming yeah. up now. For me, I'm kind of I was saying earlier i'm just really blah at the moment and sometimes there's like barriers to even feeling that joy or like wanting to experience it because life is life is tough life can be fucking tough yeah and it's trying to even get through that and there's no yeah so it's kind of ironic in a way i suppose because i know we were going to discuss queer joy we that had been on the radar for a few days Mm. but yeah what when what about when you you're not even, you can't even let it in because life is fucking shit. There's a very human experience though, isn't there? Well, I am a human. Yeah. It's, it's sorry, what, what, what always goes to me and when I was thinking of this piece is that, and you said it as well, why call it queer joy? Why, why not call it joy? Mm. It's the othering. And I don't know, I think like as a barrier, the internalized homophobia the internalized transphobia the internal just the internalization of what the world is telling you all the time these negative things so like when you you may be blocked off from this you may not be able to connect with it because it's it's too much Mm. it's something you have to reject because you've been told your whole life it's awful yeah sometimes hetero like sometimes like the heteronormative like would it be fair to say that like the world is a heteronormative place like, that's um, that's a yes. fair statement, is it? Yes. Because I don't want to like be like bashing society, but it's quite a heteronormative place. Well, that's how it was set up. Yeah. yeah. I find lately 
that I'm just finding the world very mundane. Right. Very like, when you do go with the flow and go with kind of what is supposed to be done, yeah, it's kind of boring. <laughs> like, so you're in the flow of heteronormity, as in... Oh, I think, like, like that, I just bought my house, I'm kind of, like, living in my house, I'm kind of, like, fixing the tap when it leaks, I'm cutting the grass, I'm doing all this What's stuff. What's the opposite of it, then? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> what? It, where can I find queer joy? And that is it, I suppose. Where can you find queer joy? And not, I get queer joy is when you see, oh, that couple holding hands across the street and everything like that, or yes, kind of the marriage rep, but that's all third party. But it's also, I suppose, it goes beyond that, doesn't it? It's like your life beyond that. So like if you're going to, very mundane, but like if you're going to the cinema, being able to see yourself reflected on the screen or, or queerness reflected on the screen. Or if you're going to, to see art, you know, that mm. it's queer arts. It reflects something in you that, oh yeah, I get that because they get it. Is it life beyond the hetero normal or glimpses the way it's of always it? Been? Yeah. Yeah. Glimpses of it. Because, like, is it, do you see yourself in the world? I do see myself in the world. Sometimes I don't recognize. This is fucking turning into personal therapy session. You book off your armchair now. <laughs> You're psychoanalyzing well, you me. I you did bring this in. in. Yeah, no, I suppose I just wanted to highlight that, yes, queer joy and feeling joy in general is good. But sometimes it can be very difficult to even to see that light through some of the darkness that's out there. A lot of the like these days... It's hard. The, the rhetoric that's out there, it, the transphobic rhetoric out there is yeah. just every time you look at the news or there's always something there. And that's what inclusion is for me. Like inclusion is allowing every individual to experience their joy. Whatever brings them joy. That's inclusion for me. Yeah. It's the goal of everyone being allowed to experience their joy consensually and legally within society and that's just being restrictive for so many people yeah i think it's hard like i was going through just the the doom scrolling going through twitter going through instagram and all all this stuff that was coming because i probably follow more queer stuff as well but like the struggle that's out there it's here as well like you you were talking about the library and the protest going into the library and what I found so hard about that is that they were escorted in by the guards. I don't, I, I'm sorry, but I do not understand that. There was protesters, counter protesters outside the library and the guards stopped them from going in, but allowed the other protesters that were trying to remove queer books or anything got to do with queer life from the library. I'm sorry, is that a society that we're living in right now? When we're the country, the first country to vote in gay marriage? What? Doesn't make sense. Ah, just as you keep, like, just as you mentioned there, oh, we're the country that voted in gay marriage. I think that's, I think that's, that's in the past. I think that's kind of... Seems like it is. It's becoming in the rearview mirror now. Yeah. We have to kind of, like, stop using that as a base to say, we're progressive. I when, think we've fallen on it, haven't we? We've fallen on yeah, it. Yeah, but like, why use marriage 
as a base to say, oh, we're progressive. We can get married now. Like, I, I think we need to shift focus. I we, think for it, me, again, it's the choice. Yeah. And I, I hear you, it shifts focus, but it is it, the focus, as you just rightly said, is going, you be you. As your business name is called, you do you. I like. This is the second podcast in a row you plugged my bit. Thank you so much. <laughs> Here's your 20 euros. Here's your 20 euros. Well, I did start the podcast that we had to re-record because I announced my other podcast, the Trauma Healing Podcast. Oh, that's, and... that's true. <laughs> so, like, Obviously so traumatized that you're like... <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Yeah. Everything we've got to plug, we'll just plug it. But I do think you're right. The, the movement is to just let everybody be themselves. Like, mm. As you say, as long as they're not bringing the law or being assholes, but like just allow people to be themselves and stop looking over at your neighbor going what are you doing is that okay because it's so freaking tiring i and that word just as you're bringing it up let's get real okay let's get real what this is today i'm not in a good place and i'm going to name it okay and i'm like i think i'm resistant to queer joy and i think that is i'm even noticing that in myself because yeah. i'm very reflexive but yeah, I think I'm res- resistant to a bit of a queer joy because I'm in a bit of a shitty place at the moment. Right. There's a very good phrase that I learned last week. Someone mentioned it in relation to kind of what I'm feeling at the moment. A life audit. Did I tell you about this during the week? No. No. So I think I'm going through a life audit. Right. Where you're kind of like, it's a fancy name for a midlife crisis. Right. Even though I'm not midlife yet. But I think I have nothing to distract me, like kids or anything like that, or kind of anything too pressure full on to distract me. So I think I just get to focus on it a little bit earlier. But yeah, so I think it's a life audit. And like that, it's kind of like, who have I become in this world that I've grown up in? And what does bring me joy? What does allow me to kind of recognize that in the world that joy in the world and for me to experience my joy what is my joy i mean that fair play to you for saying that and and for sharing it so publicly but that actually is a oh really shit yeah cut that out <laughs> <laughs> no no but no seriously that is a really good point to anyone listening going oh feck off would mm. you ever feck off with your joy like i'm things are shit at the moment yeah i'm depressed i mean i'm anxious there are people out there with actual real life problems and i suppose for them it's kind of like yeah i I've, I've just have bigger things going on so where do you find it then how do you like it's not yeah. about joy but like it's about okay this is where i'm at i can't even as we're talking about this i can't connect to it so what do you need there you probably need to just be kind to yourself absolutely and to give yourself yeah. time i think that i think unfortunately I am not great with time <laughs> or giving things time. Yeah. <laughs> Impulsivity, procrastination, lack of focus. But yeah, people really do need to give themselves time if they find themselves in that situation. Yeah. Like if you find yourself a bit stuck or life is a bit mundane yeah. or it's just going through the motions and not being able to kind of like, yeah, I, I, I guess it's to find hope. Yeah, I think as well as to normalize it, and if I and if I can say this, like you were mentioning, you were in a like a transition period, like you've just finished your degree, yeah, you are starting or have started a new one, the sex and relationship and therapy, training. yeah, and you've just moved 
Yeah. You are you still have the day job. You haven't quite moved into being full time or even going thinking about being full time as a therapist. You're you're in between a lot of things. Well, when you frame it like that, Claude, it all makes sense. <laughs> well, uh, my point about that is, is because it's not to, it's to say, of course you'd feel like that. Yeah, and it's like that, it's putting okay. yourself a break. Yeah. yeah, and as you said at the top, like the kindness you have to give yourself. Mm. So Queer kindness. Queer kindness, yeah. Mm. You're doing okay. I loved your phrase the other day. I was, I was verbalizing some of this to Claude in a text message the other day. And remember you, you messaged oh, back yeah. with me. Yeah. Paul, it's not like you're going around kicking puppies. You? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were <laughs> really, you were giving out to yourself for something really uh, minor. And I could hear you. It was like, it was really bugging you. Mm. And I was like, you're, you're acting as if you've just kicked puppies the way you're treating yourself. I love that. That kind of gave me a chuckle. But yeah, I think, but that, that's what it is as well. And we're talking about queer joy. And I know we touched on this and it'd be a nice segue into it. Mm. And not feeling deserving of joy no especially in the queer community internalized homophobia not feeling like you even deserve to feel it yeah i think that's important to name as well yeah i you you mentioned this as as to talk about today and i was like okay what what is my relationship to that and i don't think i'm not like i don't know like i can't i'm trying to think back of when i wouldn't have done this podcast because mm. there would have been a time of going, you are not raising your head above the parapet because you will get knocked. There's vulnerability there. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, you can say what you like. You're going to do it anyway. But I was wondering when that happened for me. And I, I can't quite put my finger on it. It's probably within the last few years. And you talk about having a midlife crisis or a midlife audit. Life I audit. Definitely having a midlife crisis, but I'm freaking embracing it. Like I'm going balls to the wall of going, right, this is what I fancy doing. Fuck it, I'm doing it. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. I don't have anything. Again, privilege, naming it, but I don't. So I'm like, I actually don't care. I'm like, joy. Mm. If this brings me joy, let's do it for the crack and see what happens. See, that is where, one, I'm really envious of you. And two, it's like, it's like what I did with marriage. I bought into the marriage and it was like inauthentic validation because mm. it was into a kind of what is a marriage an institution thank you that wasn't authentic to me and didn't suit me and now i'm buying into the like oh you bought property because that's what you do you buy property and you get a mortgage and then you sit down in your house for the rest of your life and that's it and i feel i think that's what's happening i feel like i've bought into this other institution that we've been programmed to buy into and now I'm like, what okay. the fuck am I doing? Well, reframe it then. Yeah. Okay. So I really hear that. So it's like, okay, for me, I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life. I'm having great fun at the moment doing the things I'm doing. And that is bringing me joy. However, when I go to do something, it's like, oh, like, is this the right thing? Should I be doing this? All of those things do go through my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try it on. Mm. I'm going to see what it's like when I try it on. I'm going to see what it's like to wear this. I'm going to see what it's like to do this. To blah, blah, blah. And for you, it's like, okay, well, I, I made a major purchase in, in, as in the property, but like, like redefine it for yourself. It's the second time I've purchased property. And I feel... You really are privileged, aren't you? You're just like throwing that out there. It's the second home. Listen, it's, it's like we said in the introduction that we recorded a few weeks ago. It's like this fumbling through life, yet somehow very accomplished. Yeah. It, I'm total the epitome of imposter syndrome. Like, it's like, oh, I'm really so down to myself. you don't deserve it. 
there's a good yeah. yeah but there's also as well like I, when I owned my first property there was the feeling that like I felt tied into it you, yeah. you feel you are though cemented literally in the foundations of it there's huge consequences if you just go no I'm leaving that there now like the banks would be after you or the house would be falling around it so yeah. I think you can actually just hand something back to the bank I think you can just leave as in, I, I imagine there's more to it and huge consequences for anybody that's listening. Do not take this as advice. Dude, just have the keys back. Yeah. You'll never get a mortgage again. Anarchy. You'll... Anarchy. <laughs> Burn it down. Anarchy. No, of course not. Plus, I've invested, like, I, there was a lot, there's a lot of my own money in it. I love the way this podcast has just turned into, let's sort Paul's life out. Well, uh, it brings me joy. <laughs> <laughs> There's me just facilitating queer joy. But like one of the one of the things that we were talking about, like as you're saying, the anarchy, like it feels like the anarchist in you is like feck it all, throw it out all out the window. Yeah. And that is part of joy as well. So like in spite of yourself, you're like the pride and the protest. That's how pride came about as a protest. So you're like going, I feel like I'm in the heteronormative box and mm. I want to protest it. But then he- if you don't want to exist in that, or you don't want to follow that kind of narrative or buy into that don't. institution of mortgage, no, but listen, what's the alternative? Because you can't Great. find anywhere to rent. So you're so restricted in the fact that everything is made so difficult for you. As in, okay, I don't want to buy into like getting a mortgage or anything like that. I'll just rent. But then you go to rent and it's rent more is more than the mortgage. And there's no protections. You're you could be turfed out Definitely next year. Definitely in Ireland, our system in housing is at, like renting. Oh, is, it's ridiculous. There's no security, no. and even just to find a place is insane. Like in Europe, like you can get 10, 20 lifetime year leases. Yeah. Lifetime year. What? <laughs> <laughs> twenty lifetimes. Yes. Uh, what was I going to say there? So there again, think outside the box. What are you? What is keeping you in Ireland? Oh work like there is like you say i'm in a transition if people listening to the podcast like want to hang on in here who knows where i'll be in like yeah, a year's yeah, yeah. time so let's fast uh, this would be interesting to look back on this episode yeah and that'd be amazing actually to do that in a year's time if we were lucky enough to be sitting and still recording our musings and our ramblings that we could reflect back and say do you remember that time we were talking about queer joy yeah. ironically you brought up the topic of queer joy and let's discuss it and you came in <laughs> really depressed really kind of down on yourself wondering what the, where the fuck your life is going and like what did the what was that and then it would be really nice to look back on that yeah. that would probably bring me queer joy yeah yeah and i think you know what i even by you naming that for yourself what is what you're working towards mm. okay so it may not look like that now but incrementally, you are doing the things, the moves you need to make in, in, in getting there. And I think that's really important as well, no matter where or what stage you are. So if there are barriers to your joy, even in the most minutest ways, create joy in your life. If it's getting up with a sunset, I don't think that's part of mine, unless I was in like some fabulous penthouse suite. Space. yeah like oh open the balcony curtains out onto the veranda so yeah cool. and somebody hands you like a mimosa or <laughs> yeah. but no what i'm talking about is so like i for me a long time ago i had to go and really go what is it 
I remember somebody giving me the this like work thing to do or not work thing to do as in for myself as in personal development that's what I'm trying to say and I was like write your perfect day and like my perfect day is always evolving so but at that time it was like okay get up and have a really nice cup of coffee and get outside and like where I lived like the, the birds and there was trees I love nature I love the just seeing it even just seeing it even if it's just out a window hmm. but I made my morning that part of ritual so like making the coffee so I started doing the coffee grounds so even you could smell it so like every part of that was like brought me joy it was enough to get out. I hate the smell of coffee I'm sorry I'm sitting here going <laughs> but everybody will have that for yes, themselves yes of course if it's to get up and go for a walk or it's to get up and go and see your kids and that smile when they wake up if they're happy smiling kids in the morning and don't start screaming but that sort of thing the most minute things start there what is within your control what can you do to bring joy into your life like after that keep the goal in mind of where it is you want to go if you don't know where it is start talking start talking to people going i don't know where i want to go i don't know what my life looks like i know i'm unhappy now and then start creating this is exactly what talk therapy is isn't it the monologue I just gave yeah. come into it. I have talked about those things before, but probably not as tea as that. <laughs> no, yeah. So I suppose the... Okay, so apart from this moment now, okay. when was the last time you experienced queer joy? That is a really good question. Isn't it? It's so hypocritical that we talk about it and don't recognise it in our own lives. Something happened recently. Sorry, give me a second with this, because something did happen recently and you can cut this long pause out i know i'm gonna have to cut it out yeah sorry i knew throwing this in would be a spanner because i'm struggling to recognize it yeah i'm i'm casting my mind back and i'm kind of like okay when was the last time you experienced like queer joy as we've just kind of framed it do you want me to read it again and that way it might spark okay go for it okay so queer joy is blossoming outside of rigid gender roles and norms Seeing LGBTQIA plus people in leadership roles. I have it. Knowing I can be myself without fear of violence. Expressing myself freely through clothes. Being surrounded by a diverse and powerful community. Okay. And this is very bougie. Okay, go on. Okay. So part of my midlife crisis is that I travel now. And Mm. I go and I stay in places for months at a time. And I decided if a drop of a hat where I'm going to go. I never had planned. With the last place I was in, a place called Estepona in Spain. And in the mornings I might go down and there's a, there's a walking trail at the back. And I had this moment of, there's this fabulous view of another like development. And it looked like something out of Aladdin, the way, the, the way it was built. It was beautiful. And I loved it. When I came around the corner, you, this came into your view. And I was like, oh my God, like what a fabulous view. And I'm loving my life, basically. And then I... I don't know, must have read something or again, Twitter, it's been awful and whatever. And I was like, I am so lucky that one, as a, as a woman traveling on her own, but as a queer person traveling on her own, that I feel so safe. I was like, this is, this is part of the world that I want to live in. This does exist. Mm. And it was just a moment of, I'm so grateful. It's not perfect. I know it's not perfect. Life isn't perfect. But in that moment, I was like, I am, as a queer person, doing what I want to do, living my life the way I want to live it, and I'm safe in doing it. I felt really, yeah, that brought me joy. That was lovely. Yeah. 
That was nice. How long ago was that? That was probably a month ago. So how long am I home? Five, six weeks? Um, yeah. Just over a month. I'm trying to remember what it was that sparked me to tell to ask you, can we discuss queer joy? And I'm trying I don't remember. Because obviously it came into my head. Yeah. Something that happened. We were doing voice notes. We were voice noting back and forth about something. When was I'm kind of I'm gonna put the message into WhatsApp, okay? And I'm gonna see when on a I, you see my block there's a block here yeah and i want to reconnect so i'm going to put into the whatsapp chat queer joy and try and figure out where i was at that time so it was tuesday we yes i remember you were discussing the gilmore girls because i was in you were in harvard i connecticut. was in connecticut and you were discussing that and uh, then there's a friday it's a queer joy Yes. So, the message was we can discuss our queer joy, maybe at going public. I was doing posts for this podcast. Oh yes. I was creating content for the podcast. So this brings and that was bringing me joy. Oh shite! I'm not allowed to use this. I'm not allowed to say it stemmed from the podcast. You can because you need to say that for yourself. Yeah, it's linking me back into it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was creating content and it was really cool. I was really excited about it. And I was like, we have to discuss queer joy. The joy at, and let's name it. Oh my God, I'm getting into it. Yay! Digging myself out of the pity hole. So yeah, I, I, that's what it was. I was so excited about the release. Yeah. And it was like the joy I felt in that and creating that content, putting myself out there but also the vulnerability. And yeah. I said, let's discuss the vulnerability. That sense of imposter syndrome that I'm not good enough to do this. Yeah. I don't have the right to do this. People are going to judge me. Mm. People are going to think that I'm talking shite or like, who do you, who think, do you think you are? And I think I felt really empowered in that moment. I was like, let's talk, let's talk about queer joy because of that moment. But it's crazy how my mind since then, now this is Friday, so that's only three days ago. Yeah. Since three days ago, there's been a shift in my thinking to a more negative point of view and how that's taken away from that queer joy but it still doesn't change the fact that i created that content so it's like it still exists it still exists but it got lost right how do you ground yourself every day how do i ground myself yeah i do like going to the beach i like actually standing in the sand and grounding myself right Part of that then is going to be because it's like the midlife audit mm. going, okay, I need to like be grinding myself and what is bringing me joy. So like a gratitude journal, all of that sort of stuff. It's cliche, but it works because our mind will cloud it with all of the crap, with all of the bills, with all of the stuff we have to do. And it's like... Tell me about it, thought spirals. That's so crazy that like just... And I suppose it's good that people can maybe hear this and yeah. go... This is how you come to a realisation that, oh shit, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm allowing these feelings of inadequacy, that vulnerable self, that scared, that fear to come in and overshadow any good things that are in your life. So yeah. it's important to focus on the good things and the joy. Yay. I remember that feeling going, that's just because we're joy. And it's, I suppose it's anchoring back to that. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That was, that was like epiphanies or something. I don't know. I know. that was, This yeah. is just fantastic. I didn't know where we were going to go with this. If this is therapy, it would be a breakthrough. 
Well, we are like slash mental health. You know what I mean? Like there's no way the two of us cannot be bringing <laughs> mental health into everything. Oh, it does like focus into it though. Like it does bring it around. And I think that's what's important. It's to try and recognize these kind of, if maybe to recognize this in, oh no, I'm, I'm gone down. Well, I- Rescue you, me, rescue like, me. To recognize <laughs> if you're finding it hard to find joy. Yes. And if you are, yes, you, even just that simple exercise, when was the last time I did find joy? Yes, and trying to link back to it. Yeah, that thing of my day, what does bring me joy? And start doing yeah. that. This was literally a mental health intervention and people have just got to experience it firsthand. That and good. it happened at Inside Masters on Cable Street, yes. which is a centre for mental health yeah. for the queer community. This place is magic. Yeah. We're magic. I was about to say, let's bring it back to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this place is lovely too. Yeah. No, I think that's cool. I think mm. that's cool. We're both queerly joyous now. Yeah, are you feeling it? I am, definitely. Okay. Yeah. I never lost it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just Give me, me a week then. and then I'd be like, I did, like in all fairness, I did text you yesterday going, this whole adulting thing, I'm not sure. Like, can I get a mm. refund? Sometimes it's just the grind of it going, the list of things I have to do. So if you don't buy into the normative institutions in life, mm. okay, let's, as an adult. I still have to what, show up for work. Yeah, but what do we, what is the alternative? What is the alternative Become to... Become really, really rich. Yeah. And live on your balcony drinking mimosas. Okay, but how do we do that? I don't know. Do Can we marry, <laughs> as in marry rich? I know we're going back into that, but like in a really queer way. You want to marry a rich person yeah but like not marry as in like the sister's perpetual indulgence how do we get that shit going <laughs> <laughs> okay wait so do you want to get married to a rich no. person or do you, you want to buy into a cloister of nuts it's what i want yeah this is what i want i want if my partner or person like they have their own house or persons or persons they have their own house not like too far away, but not so too So you close. want to find someone that's already done all the hard work? Well, no, I see there's a sense of pride in me as well. I'm like, I am nobody's. Yes. But you see, that's why I'm all, I was always conscious to buy my own places. Like I bought my first house myself and I just bought my second house myself. There was a sense, but that's me. I always protect myself. That's more about security and needing a sense of security. Yeah. Now I have that. I just want away from it. <laughs> You're it's never like, happy. Like, I'm never happy. I'm like this. It's like, it, it's the biggest contradiction there is. I Yeah. I'm like embrace a walking it. contradiction. I am embracing it. Yeah. Sometimes it's difficult. Yeah. But I appreciate moments like this to talk it through. Yeah. I'll also yeah. be talking it through in personal therapy this week. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a few highlights from the week we have to go over. Okay. I think we've covered queer joy. I think we've covered actually more than queer joy. How to get out of the queer funk. And go back oh, to joy. I love this. You should trademark that. The queer funk. Okay. You, had you heard that anywhere before? No, I just. That is yours, okay? <laughs> queer funk. You heard it here first, folks. That can we actually? Let's not call the episode queer joy. Queer funk. Let's call it queer funk. Okay. And I think how like being in the queer funk, and maybe how to refocus, reshift being your in focus the queer on funk, queer joy. Finding joy reshifting focus to joy maybe yeah queer joy we'll yeah. work on it yeah. by the time you listen to this we'll have it figured out we would love to hear from you we would love to hear about your queer it's joy very strange your you're queer talking funk. to me as you say this 
I'm looking and squarely in the eye asking ye the listeners, basically our parents and friends. But <laughs> Again, my parents not listening to this. No, either am I. I don't think so. I just At talked about necking thing... two people outside the <laughs> I let my parents listen to this. At this stage, they're like, yeah, yeah, you're great. <laughs> no, but listen, if anybody is listening and they would like to share their queer joy, queer funk moments, please do. We would love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, tell us all what it's like where mm. you are. Let's, I, I echo that, of course. I also want to speak to, like that, how far we've come. We've actually been recording for the last four months. Yeah get the back catalogue so I think it's important at this stage to know that what we've given to this already yeah. and I thought maybe that's why it's in my mind now that it's going out there yeah because I don't think we've held well, I don't think we've held back I think it's no. very authentically us so to put something that's authentically us out there is very kind of yeah we're opening ourselves up so we've opened ourselves up so hopefully people like what they hear and if, but you if do, they've gotten this far and they're still listening that yeah that is true yeah we do appreciate that continue to do so and yeah just look for the queer joy in your life yeah and also is there anything you'd like us to talk about subjects that you'd like the conversations to be opened up about mm. send us in your topics we'd love to hear from you okay Paul, how are you feeling now? Yeah, it feels strange. I do love, I, I, it didn't feel right just talking about queer joy. So I think it's so natural and really authentic to how I am at the moment to bring in the queer funk yeah. to copyright and trademark <laughs> and write a book about queer funk. Yeah. So it's really important to name that. I think other people will also be able to like actually recognize, like relate to that. And related to the two things maybe existing at the same time one maybe more than the other yeah so i think that's really good to frame it like that queer joy queer funk i've learned a lot today so bad. and i'm yeah quite funky but now leaving quite joyous so absolutely yeah. right only here on the plainly queer podcast learn all your personal life interventions <laughs> that sounded like a great average right folks we'll talk to you in the next episode thank Bye. you so much see you then bye